Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. It's all the rage right now. You walk down every aisle of the supermarket and it's all you can see. Even the huge fast food chains are jumping on the bandwagon. Over the last few years, meat production and consumption has soared and now we're being told to cut down. With all this talk of sustainability and being healthy, many people have opted to become vegan, vegetarian, or at least eat less meat. In the UK, during the pandemic, meat consumption rocketed, and the prices rose due to the increase in demand. However, statistics now show that more and more people are turning to veganism, and it's estimated that 11% of the British population is now vegan. I'm not sure the same can be said about Spain. Spain is the highest meat-consuming country in the EU by about 22%, but it's getting easier and easier to become vegetarian or vegan. More establishments are opening up and more vegan products are readily available in the supermarkets to cater for this ever-growing population. Many governments worldwide are currently running awareness campaigns that can be seen on TV to encourage their populations to go meat and dairy free and opt for plant-based diets. What do you think are the advantages and drawbacks of going meat and dairy free? Would you be prepared to ditch the meat? Which diet do you think is healthier? So now I'm going to go through the vocabulary. So to be all the rage means to be very popular. Isle. Be careful with your pronunciation of isle. It's pronounced like the contraction of I will. Isle. And it means that we're talking about a passage that goes down the middle of a row of seats. So for example, you can find an isle in a church or on an aeroplane. You walk down the isle when you get married. I like to take an aisle seat when I go on an aeroplane. In the case of the supermarket, it's an aisle because it's a walkway between shelves. To jump on the bandwagon is to join a very popular activity so that you can share in its success. So if something's selling really, really well, people are making lots of money, then a lot of companies say, hey, we want to do that too and they jump on the bandwagon. To cut down means to reduce. To soar, that means to rise very, very, very quickly and reach a very high level, to soar. To opt to means to choose to do something. He opted to study languages at university. To rocket, this is really a synonym of to soar, and it means to rise really, really quickly. To turn to, that means to start doing something, or to change to do something. Establishments, these are shops, restaurants, businesses, cafes, establishments. To be readily available means that you can obtain it quickly and easily. To cater for, that means to provide what people want or need. So the supermarkets cater for our needs. Currently, be careful with this one. 
currently means at the moment, nowadays. It does not mean actually, okay? Currently means at the moment. So I'm currently explaining the vocabulary. Awareness campaigns. This is when there's a special effort in the media to educate people about an issue. To encourage means to support. I encourage you to keep studying English. Drawbacks is another way to say disadvantages. So you have advantages and drawbacks. So did you know that vegetarian and vegan diets aren't the only diets around? We also have flexitarian diet. So a flexitarian diet is made up primarily of plant-based food, but on occasions flexitarians do incorporate uh, little meat or dairy products. A pescatarian, so somebody who follows a pescatarian diet is a pescatarian. A pescatarian is someone who has decided not to eat meat, but they do eat fish. Then we have a natarian diet. A natarian is somebody who eats food that is nut-based. So anything that's produced from nuts, a natarian would eat. And a fruitarian is someone who eats primarily a fruit-based diet. They do sometimes eat some seeds or some nuts, but generally it's fruit. And I have heard that many fruitarians don't like to pick the fruit from the trees or the bushes, they're only prepared to eat what falls from the tree or the bushes onto the ground. So they would never pick an apple from a tree, but if it falls to the ground, then they would eat it. As a linguist myself, something that I have always found fascinating is the way that the shifts and changes in culture have such an influence on language. Now, as you know, English is full of expressions and idioms, and they're really well-rooted into our vernacular. That means that they're used by normal people on an everyday basis. But the ethical issues surrounding, in this case, mass meat production and the effect it's all having on the environment means that it's beginning to affect our language. PETA, which stands for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, dislikes the fact that many English idioms transmit violence towards animals. So they did a campaign a while back to make certain idioms in our language vegan-friendly. So now I'm going to run through the original, really common English expressions that have existed for years and years, and their new suggested non-offensive vegan equivalents. Of course, you can choose which one you would like to use. Um, I think they're all valid. So let's begin with to take the bull by the horns. That means that you deal directly with a situation or a problem. The new suggested version is to take the flower by the thorns. The second one I want to comment on is to put all your eggs in one basket. That means that you put all your hopes, all your efforts into one possibility. And the new suggested version is to put all your berries in the same bowl. 
To kill two birds with one stone, I know this exists in many languages, and it means to achieve two goals with one action. The new suggested version by Peter is to feed two birds with the same scone. Now, if you're not sure what a scone is, a scone is a type of cake that we have in the UK. To bring home the bacon, that means to earn money, to be able to support your family, your house, etc. The new suggested version is to bring home the bagels. To bring home the bagels. So for this section on common mistakes, I've chosen various things that I correct on a daily basis. So when I ask a student, what did you have for lunch? When they reply to me and they say, I had meat. To me, as an English speaker, that sounds strange. I just imagine this person with, you know, piles and piles of meat on dishes and nothing else. It sounds it makes them sound like the biggest carnivore on two legs. So I think in English we prefer to generalise less and we like to specify the type of meat that we've eaten and sometimes add what we had with it. So we might say, I had chicken and chips or I had roast beef and Yorkshire pudding or I had lamb and broccoli or pork. We tend to specify. And now I'm going to go on to uh, some pronunciation mistakes that I correct a lot. So when I say to people, what did you have for lunch? And they say, I had some sticks. That's possible, but it's not the most common thing I would expect. Dogs play with sticks. You throw the stick for the dog, take a stick off the tree, and you light the fire with a stick. But I don't know many people that eat sticks. I think what they mean is steak. Steak. I had steak for dinner last night. Another one is protein. Students tend to say to me, protein. It's protein. Protein. Another difficult one for many people is carbohydrate. Carbohydrate. Not carbohydrate. Carbohydrate. Now, if I'm honest, this next one, because I speak Spanish, it actually was really difficult for me to pronounce this in Spanish. And I had to adapt my pronunciation and pronounce it badly. So, in Spanish, you would say burger. But in English, listen carefully, we say burger. Burger. So the R after the U has the function of just making the vowel really, really long and falling at the end. So you say burger. So you might talk about beef burgers, veggie burgers, vegan burgers. Now, a lot of people who have a plant-based diet eat raw vegetables. Raw. That means they're not cooked. Raw. Not raw. Raw. Sometimes to make your food a bit more interesting, you add some spices to your food to make it spicy. Not spicy. Spicy. And if you're vegetarian or vegan, then you may consume tofu on occasions. Tofu. Not tofu. Tofu. Okay, so now I've got a little quiz for you. Plate or dish? What's the difference? Which is correct in this sentence? It's getting easier and easier to find vegetarian plates or dishes in restaurants. Which option would you choose? Plates or dishes? 
The answer is dishes. When we talk about dishes, we're talking about the plate with the food on it, a dish. When we talk about plates, it's just the, the china or the porcelain plate where we put the food. Okay, salty or savoury, which is correct. I prefer salty food or I prefer savoury food to sweet food. Which would you choose? The answer is savoury. Savoury is when we're comparing sweet food and savoury food. If we say salty in English, it means it's got too much salt on it. So Pepe put too much salt on the paella at the weekend. Bitter or sour? What would you choose? Dark chocolate can taste bitter or sour. The answer is bitter. Coffee can sometimes be bitter, but a lemon is sour. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.